0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined... By Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And if this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the show across podcast services such as iTunes or SoundCloud, as well as our YouTube channel, where you can watch the video version of each episode. Have thoughts, questions, or suggestions, email us at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or find us online at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you are really enjoying and loving, what we're creating, please check out our Patreon page where you can support the show and in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. If not, that's totally fine. We'll keep making the show week after week and bringing you great gaming content. Find out more at patreon.com slash Podcast. and a special thank you to all our current patrons who help make Team Chat Podcast possible.
1: That is smooth. Boom. That's very nice. New
0: introduction, everybody. I just wrote it. Sleek. Like ten, ten minutes, minutes ago. Wasn't gonna be able to have it memorized. So that is why I had to read that off. But in case you could tell on the video version, audio people were probably like, My God, he just refined it so well. He's doing good. He just he's just so next level now. I felt like the old intro needed a little change up. That's
1: nice. It's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, oh, bien. Huh.
0: I'll, I'll even do an encore round of why, applause. Thank
1: you. Thank if you're you, listening, that's you. mostly Jared's hands actually making sound. Mine are too small. They oh. don't make any Well, you got to get closer to the microphone. That's what they're here for. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'll I'll do better next time. All right, all right, all right. Well, before we get to the main topic of today's show, let's get... Some news with our moment. with
1: All right. It's going to be a nice, action-packed couple of weeks here at the end of March and Mm. beginning of April. Mm. So, coming up real soon, we have Atelier Liddy and Suelle, The Alchemists and the Mysterious Paintings. (laughs) I realize that's a super long title, title, but that is for PS4, Switch, and PC, and all of these releases are March 27th. We have MLB The Show. Eighteen, Woo! the
0: game everyone was waiting for the big selling point of that one happens to be you can be, get to be babe ruth I've and, seen a- that in the and apparently
1: it's only for ps4 question mark okay. <laughs> and then of course the game people actually care about far cry 5 yes. is launching for ps4 xbox one and pc all of those titles march 27th so
0: excited it's I've gonna be pretty awesome.
1: Uh, I want to know what you think about it. I'm sure you'll play it before I do. Oh yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, my plan is it comes out since it comes out well today, the day that you're listening to this. I'm hoping by the time you're listening to this, although I'm getting the same day delivery by Amazon that usually comes like two in the afternoon, <laughs> which is good because I need to work actually be working today um, but instead of playing that game all day, but. Tuesday night, I'll be getting into it. So that week, so whenever we do record, I'll be able to give like a good first impression.
1: Indeed, indeed, I'll be looking forward to that. I'm
0: so excited. We are even getting a little bit into. I'm getting a little bit more into the cult mood though. Started. (laughs) Sam and I I started watching that that new one that's on uh, Netflix. That Wild Wild Country. It's about like this some crazy Colton in the in the eighties out in Oregon. Is that some
1: sort of blatant ripoff of Westworld and Wild Wild West the Maybe. movie? But it's
0: a documentary <laughs> series, so it's oh, a little different.
1: That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Wait, it's not tell a movie. me the title again.
0: Wild Wild Country.
1: Oh, okay. The Duplass brothers
0: are producing it. It's, we watched the first episode the other night. Wait, it's I'm sorry, really what's this good. on? Netflix.
1: Oh, I'm gonna watch it's like that.
0: Six six parts, I think. Like that, oh, that sounds like awesome. An hour long.
1: Yeah, yeah, including non-video game news, everybody. Yeah, wild Wild Country, <laughs> apparently it's
0: good. So uh, so far, so good. We were kind of starting, and we were like, I don't know how this is going to go. And then like 10 minutes in, we were like, oh yeah, we're hooked. Well, this is good. This is good. Uh, but yeah, so I'm getting into that cult mood.
1: Excellent. You always have to be in the right mindset to really fully enjoy a game. Absolutely. That's why you can only play scary games at night.
0: Exactly.
1: And then Agony for PS4, Xbox One, <laughs> and, and PC. And speaking of scary speaking games. Of there it is. Agony, PS4, Xbox One, and PC at the very end of the month, March 30th, and then and beginning of April, you can look forward to Pillars of Eternity 2 oh. Deadfire. Okay. Uh, PC right now, April 3rd.
0: Very nice. I bet and that game will come got? eventually later to consoles. I think the first Maybe. one did.
1: I think. I
0: don't know. I feel like I've seen that at Target and other places.
1: You know how PC games are, though. I know. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say PC and Mac. Sorry.
0: Eh, it's all right. <laughs> I think it might eventually come to Mac, too. But Someday. 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 We can just hope. Maybe. I don't know. I probably won't play that one. I still haven't got around to uh, Divinity Original Sin that I bought just because I was like, oh, I, want to try yeah. a new, I want to try a new RPG,
1: and I haven't played it yet. That's what you get for trying to try new things. I know,
0: I know. I mean, when I'm so set in my ways with these great games that I got coming up here. So,
1: But anyways, in uh, trying new things, we, we do go. have a little bit of first impressions, which Boom. is our new way that we're going to do, not necessarily full reviews per se, because you haven't finished the game, but right. a first impression of Rhyme, which okay. I've been recently playing. Sweet. And then later we're going to have some cool stuff from Jarrett. Yes. So, to talk about Rhyme, first of all, one of the only reasons I was even able to play it is because it was a PlayStation Plus game of the month. Yep. Which... A couple, couple of months ago, more, right? Yeah, February? a couple of months ago. I get more games through PlayStation Plus than anything else. It's great. This is not paid sponsorship, by the way. Unfortunately. It's just great. Yeah. Like, all of that time that I spent not having PS Plus because Overwatch was letting me get away with it for free, now you I'm kind of s- like, you missed that would have just been more time I know, for getting There were games. plenty of
0: games that I told you about. That I like, know. Hey, this game I is know, coming. I know. And I was there. like,
1: man, that sounds awesome.
0: I know. You should have done it.
1: <laughs> I just missed out all of that time, and now I feel bad about it.
0: Did you see, though, that, that uh, they announced? With, I think it was this month because they were like, "Here's Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank," right. and everybody's like,
1: what? "What?"
0: And then they announced at the same time they're like, "But hey, just so you know, March 2019, they're gonna stop giving PS3 and Vita games on it."
1: Oh, oh no.
0: I not, I mean, I was kind of like terrible, <laughs> but then that also possibly opens it up to where they could start offering way better games. Like, I mean, they they occasionally drop great ones, like this month with & Clank right. and Bloodborne. But you know, maybe now they'll be able to start doing that more often. Yeah, because I think that that's make agreements for the PS3 absolutely
1: and valid. Plus, I mean, from a sheerly business perspective, it was time. It is time. In those two consoles' life cycles, it's been probably past. Especially time, as really. there's
0: already rumblings of like next co- next gen coming semi-soon you know who knows next couple years
1: we don't even have ps4 pros yet i know we don't even have that mid console
0: upgrade i'm honestly at this point probably just gonna not well stick, stick out my know. ps4 until the ps5 i
1: kind of wonder if you'll really be able to hold out on that god of war special ps4 pro bundle <sighs> it's uh, no, so pretty
0: i'm not dropping i'm not gonna drop like 400 bucks on yeah, that that's right mad now. cash uh, yeah, that's mad <laughs> cash right now and I, I don't need to do that
1: well I I mean, even I looked at it and I was like, man, I don't even want the game. just give me the give me the console oh, I know. <laughs> That's the, the console I looks want. so it looks good so It's good. one of the
0: actual special editions that I'm like, yes, if I was in the market." I would be buying that. Well, you
1: might be able to get it after its release, Maybe. used, when someone realizes that they actually didn't have the money to really this have it. This is true. This is
0: true. All right, so have. tell me about Rhyme.
1: So Rhyme. Um. Recently, we talked about another game, Fee. You know, yes. the smaller indie game. I played it on Switch, but Rhyme, I've been playing on PS4. The most accurate likeness I can say about Rhyme is that it's like an upgraded version of Fee that runs better and has more to the game. Okay. So, so far, things are going great. Uh, I think that if you like games like Fee, if you like games like Journey, Wind Waker, it's drawn a lot of comparison to The Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker. If you like any of those titles, there's probably going to be something in Rime that you will really gravitate towards. So, if you're trying to Google this, FYI, it is Rime, R-I-M-E, not Rime like a rhyme or a Limerick. Right. So in rhyme, you basically start out with this premise of you are a boy. Maybe it's not really. I mean, you look kind of boyish. You might be a girl. A little androgynous. There's no one there to tell you otherwise. So you are either a boy or a gore- girl or neither. Who knows? And you wash up on a desert island. Mm. Classic premise. Classic. Like you, the game opens over stormy seas. Your little red scarf goes flying over the stormy seas. And your mother and you made wake that up, for you,
0: and you're just like no. My and
1: scars. then you and then you wake up. You're marooned on this island. Island, and there's nobody else around. Like, this is not a human inhabited place currently. It clearly has or had some sort of inhabitants because there are these really grandiose ruins everywhere. Mm -hmm. And most prominently of all, like one of the first things that happens in the game is when you go up this specific hill that the game is clearly trying to force you to go up. Like You can't really scrabble up the rocks other ways. It's not like Breath of the Wild (laughs) where you can just go (laughs) crazy and go wherever you want. Uh, The game opens up and really focuses on this massive whitewashed stone tower that's on the island. And this thing's literally like an obelisk, it's huge, it's very similar to the Tower of the Gods from The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, which we Just talked int- about- Yeah. In favorite gaming moments, yes, that was one of my finer one of my finer episodes. Go back and listen to it,
0: everybody, if you Whatever haven't already. Number it is. Whatever number we're 111 it is. episodes yeah. in now, we don't even know.
1: who's counting. Oh, this has got to be lucky 111. Yeah, that's definitely triple ones. <gasps> this is how old Bilbo was when he disappeared oh. in The Hobbit. <gasps> when he had his precious. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting off topic. So you, as nameless boy girl, we'll call it. Jennifer. You go. as Jennifer.
0: A strong male <laughs> a or strong female name. male
1: or female. <laughs> Shelby, there, there we, we go. go. That's Shelby. <laughs> Shelby Alright, so you as Shelby, you, you're you just traversing this island trying to figure out, more or less, not really how to survive. This is not a survival-based game. Okay. It's really just puzzle and exploration-based. So I had heard some rumblings while the game was in development that it was going to be kind of related to survival. It absolutely is not. And okay. that actually had me worried, because I was like, oh, I don't like the sound of that. That's definitely not a thing. So you don't have to worry about if that's not what something that you're into. So, kind of the first few puzzles really set up the main mystery of the game, which is you're trying to get into the tower, and you do this first and foremost by activating these little sculptures that are kind of like magical or spiritually based. Because they then, like, there's four sculptures. You activate them by literally shouting at them, like you as Shelby, you just kind of sing, song, shout at things to make them work. Shelby, Uh, it's definitely Shelby now.
0: (laughs) So that's kind of like. Fee, where you're trying to sing to the creatures. Yeah, except in this game,
1: it's much more simple. So whereas you had the motion controls in Fee, all you do to shout as Shelby is you push triangle. Oh, that's literally it. There's no intonation. There's nothing special about it. You just push triangle, and it like it shout activates things, and then I guess the voice-activated weird technology in the world is like, oh yeah, that's a correct input. Good for you. (laughs) And it's like, sure, I guess. I guess who knows? Maybe the magic is inside Shelby the whole time. But, so you activate these statues, and they all go into the middle of the game, and to this fox statue, and it becomes an adorable little fox friend, which is fantastic. I know that Bro Mogan is also a big fan, specifically of fox friends, so if you like little fox-like friendos, you're gonna love Rhyme. Rhyme already goes up to perfect ten. your fox friend, like I kind of assumed going into the game because I knew that there was a fox. I thought that it might be like more like your active companion. It's really not. It's more like your guide. Okay. The fox friend will just kind of like flit around the map and you only see it every now and then. And it's clearly trying to indicate to you where you're supposed to go in the game because the maps aren't huge, but they can be a little confusing if you don't really understand where you're at or where you're supposed to go. So I thought going into this game that you wouldn't be able to get into the tower until, I thought thought that was end game. Mm -hmm. Like because everything I had seen amped up the tower so much, I thought that must be like end of story, end game. It's absolutely not. It is in fact beginning game. Oh, really? (laughs) So like you do the first few puzzles and then bam, you're in the tower. And I was like, holy crap, that was fast. Is that all there is to the game? No, because I realize now the tower acts as your hub. Ah. So the tower's function is that it's this inside, it's this huge spiral staircase up and up and up, but you only get access to the next section of the spiral if you complete section one. So for example, you get into the tower, you go into section one, you complete whatever's in there, you come back, you get more of the tower. So that's what the tower actually is. And that's not like uh, spoiling any of the story because that's just how the game functions.
0: Right, you get there and you realize immediately I have to get to this tower.
1: Now what I will say is that I don't really... I really hope that the game expands more on this story function because the tower appears to be like an interdimensional hub because it is not adhering to like earthly physical rules in any way, shape or form. When you enter the tower and then go up the first section of the spiral and exit the tower again, you are in a new world. It's like, okay, this is definitely not where I was at all. This is absolutely either a different island or a different time of the island. Who knows? It might be time-based. It might just be another dimension altogether. But so the tower is clearly some sort of magical thing that spews you out into different worlds, and then you come back and you get to go to the next one. Mm. All that to be said, the function of the game, the actual mechanics of it, Vast, uh, at least coming from fee directly, are a vast improvement. Oh, good. Uh, it, at least on PS4. Obviously, there is a version of rhyme on Xbox and on the Switch, but on PS4, it's really smooth. Uh, it graphically looks fantastic. It's got that cell shaded highly saturated, colorful, it's very bright. It's very bright. Like there are times where you're like, Ah, oh, nice.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Need sunglasses to play this game.
1: Uh, and so it's very bright, very beautiful. Uh, the soundtrack very similar to fees super minimalistic except in big impactful parts of the game where like you want to feel the emotion of having accomplished something. And in that uh, same vein, just the mechanics of moving around are really an improvement. It's really smooth. It's not as stuttery as Fee was. Mm -hmm. Just climbing up ledges for example or pushing a box around because you're trying to solve a puzzle all of that works really well and it's really fluid so at least in terms of sheer mechanical confines it's already a better game i would say than fee is uh in terms of like spiritual style i'm not sure it's a better game yet we'll find out
0: because this one is not made by Zoink, right? No, Who this feet? is this from is...
1: Spanish-based Tequila Works. Tequila Works. Yes. I was so happy to see that it's like a really good game. And apparently the Spanish government like did stop being a dick to the gaming oh, industry. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. They were like, just kidding. Remember, that was a false that, alarm. Because
0: Ryan had just come out, so we were like talking about it. Then it seemed like the next week yeah, they were then, like, hey, we're taking all and then the tax next cuts. week
1: the Spanish government was like, video games, right? Who needs their money? And so they took away like all of the grants and funding for the video game industry yeah. in Spain we were like, "What?
0: The That's crazy!" Hell? And Tequila Works I even was like talking about, it, and they're like, "Yeah, this
1: to happen." They were like, "This blows!" But apparently, they figured it out. Like good, things good, are good. back good. on the not apocalypse track for Spain. So hopefully, we will continue to get more games out of Tequila Works. Lime Two, at least. I know they're doing a great job. And the story piece. So right now, I'm early enough on in the game that I don't really think I have a full grasp of where the story even intends to go. Okay, but there is one figure that is very, like, I don't think it's a blatant ripoff per se, but it's especially Journey-esque, is that you, as Shelby, every now and then, in the distance, you will see a faceless, hooded, like, it's a a human figure, wearing a red hood that's, like, very long and flowing, straight out of Journey. Like, black face, black legs, everything. Hmm. But every time, actually, the way the game does this is really well done. Every time you get just close enough to the figure the camera will shift in such a way that the figure goes behind something else and then when you come out on the other side of it, the figure's gone. So it's like very almost horror movie-esque where you're like, oh, I'm almost there. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, where's Shelby Senior? (laughs) And you just don't know. So you're clearly following this red-cloaked figure to somewhere. Uh, It's this figure that kind of got you towards the tower in the first place. You continue to see him or her as you get further into the tower. And I want to know more about who this person is and why they want me to go up the tower. And I assume I'll find out eventually. But for now, it's an unknown. And I will say the game is good enough that I intend to
0: finish it. Oh, good, good, good.
1: So unlike I, many games, uncharted.
0: <laughs> I, I downloaded that one also off of PS Plus. So I'm, in pl- I'm intending to give that one a playthrough also.
1: It's an excellent game for rainy Sundays.
0: Great. How like long do you think you have left in it?
1: Uh, definitely at least, I would say I'm maybe only three eighths.
0: Okay. Based
1: on the size of the tower versus how far I've
0: gotten You've up gone. Into you still it. think you've got a lot left. I think left. I've
1: got a lot left. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say I think I'm 50% done. I think I'm 30 to 40% finished with it. Nice. Very nice.
0: Okay, so so that was your first impression of rhyme. Again, you know, like we alluded to at the beginning, first impressions are game. We're going to start calling that for games that we've only started, and we're not ready to give like a full definitive ranking of here's where it sits, here's the score, here's whatever. Um, but we're score gonna, ten out of ten. Oh, <laughs> so early? No, it's so premature. <laughs> uh, but so what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap up for or the second part of this of today's show is we're I'm going to be giving the full final review. I swear this is a lot I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to swear it's the last time I'm gonna bring it up because this game's fantastic. Yeah, it's
1: probably not gonna
0: be the last. <laughs> it's time. not gonna, gonna be the like last time. Much like with
1: Horizon, it's never the last time.
0: But I'm gonna full final review. Finally beat it of Assassin's Creed Origins. Took me long enough, I know, because I derped around like crazy in it.
1: That's fine. I mean, it feels like a huge game, and I think that that's oh, probably massive. what you're
0: supposed to do, right? You're supposed so, to derp around. Well, I'm also derping around because I'm trying to get the platinum trophy.
1: No, for God's sake, Jared. which I give that to
0: only specific <laughs> games. This is for only going to be like sake, my. Jared. This is only going to be like my fourth or fifth platinum trophy. I only do it for very specific. See, games. I
1: love the concept of platinum trophies. My problem is that with games like Bioshock Infinite, for example, a lot of the trophies are like, "Oh, kill X many enemies in X way," and I'm like, "That's not." Interesting to me. Oh. I don't think that's an accomplishment, and I don't feel like I should go out of my way to do that thing.
0: Some of them, some of the things in, in Assassin's Creed are that way. Like, there's one that's like kill thirty people by by shooting a jar of oil with a fire arrow.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. And like, that, that honestly, kind it was of stuff one of the right longest there.
0: ones that took me to do. See, and I tried for so long. And
1: did you feel super accomplished? Oh, when I did. He, oh, when I
0: got the trophy, on. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> so yeah, no, I felt ridiculous. Super, super. Uh, uh, about it. So I'm actually probably, uh, what's nice about this one, when you load up the game, it shows you your current late play time. I think I've spent over 70 hours at this point, probably oh, like 71 to 72.
1: That's getting on like low tier Breath of the Wild hours. I know. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Which,
0: speaking of that, I, pl- uh, I had to go on a business trip to Iowa.
1: Woo. Uh, Woo. This last week and played
0: <laughs> some, uh, serious Breath of the Wild, um, I mean, by serious Breath of the Wild, I got, like, way farther than I had been, w- being that I'm actually, uh, I'm fighting Water Blight Ganon. Ooh,
1: nice. Is that your first one? Yeah. Oh, my God, you haven't made any progress. I know, I know. But that was, <laughs> but okay, I, congratulations. But I had to you and just be like,
0: how the hell do you kill this guy? Because I'm so annoyed.
1: Dude, honestly, there's no shame in leaving
0: Going getting back. a little
1: bit better and then going back
0: later. I might have to do you that. You absolutely, and Breath ass. of the
1: Wild does not penalize you in any way for doing that. So if you oh, just need good. to peace out and get more gear and then come back, you can. I'm
0: probably going to have to do that. But anyway, that's it. That's a little deviation off the main trail. Really? My neighbor had to mow now. <laughs> <sighs> can you right hear it in the, the headphones? Window. No, I can't. Oh, okay. It yeah. It's, yep. it's, it's not that bad. I'm just kidding. Lady. <laughs> okay. So Assassin's Creed Origins. Ubisoft.
1: Ubisoft. The oobs. The Ubisoft. Ubisoft.
0: Which, gonna throw this out there. Ubisoft's killing it. I'm loving Ubisoft right now.
1: All I want is more games from Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah. Give me Child of Light 2.
0: There we go. That's all all I want. Something similar. All right. But to start this off, I'm going to try to keep this up because there are some story details I want to get into that I want to avoid, that are going to be spoilery just because they were things that are very impressed, that really impressed me and that I want to be able to talk about. But I obviously know this game only came out in October. I don't, last October, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's still doing this. So I'm going to try to go very high level, vague overview of the game and the things I liked and didn't like. And then at the very end of this, jump into the actual, uh, more spoilery parts of this. Um, Okay. First off, and a very basic thing. It is a massive, massive improvement over the last Assassin's Creed games. Now, granted, I have not played an Assassin's Creed game. You mean Creed all game. 20 of them? <laughs> there Burn! Are, there are a bunch. <laughs> uh, but I hadn't played. The last one I had played in full was, uh, was Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag.
1: And that was a while that was ago a while in Assassin's ago Creed because lifetime. Because we've had
0: Unity... And Syndicate, not to mention a couple of the smaller, uh, like, offshoot ones for either mobile or uh, portable, <laughs> portable services, portable devices. Uh, but the thing is, I never played Unity because I heard it was just bad. Uh, you know, I just like people, like it's the well, same old, same old French of Revolution. Oh, which well, was would have been cool. an exciting time, yeah. But it felt they said it felt very regurgitated. They tried to like throw in some like extra co op stuff, which just didn't go off very well, and it just wasn't great. Uh, then Syndicate, I just never really heard anything good or bad about. So I was kind of like, eh, I've got other stuff I'm trying to play, I might get around to it. Yeah. But I'm so glad I got around to playing Assassin's Creed Origins because it is so much better. They did so much different stuff to it, for one. It's an incredibly big, very openly massive world. Uh, like we, I've said before, if you can take your the people did this when the game first came out, they got the, your eagle Senu and flew from one in the map to the other. It took like three hours.
1: Wow, and dang! Huge Senu map. be slow. You can
0: even boost Senu <laughs> and like as an eagle flies, nothing in its way. And Over it yonder, as like the Senu flies. Yeah, <laughs> so it's got this huge, massive game. Obviously, it's set in ancient Egypt, with is an awesome time period, and. And it just, and obviously the storyline is it's based off of, by the title of the game, Origins, it's how the Assassin's Brotherhood begins. So it's kind of a nice thing where it's like, if you didn't play all the other games.
1: You don't have to you have. You don't have
0: to. You, like, this one will be, like, a, a good starting point. But it, it, I will say, though, as someone who has played a whole lot of the other games, it was, especially in the third act and the culmination of the game, it was immensely worth it. To really? have played all the, old, the other games.
1: That makes so me. I'll intrigued. get into that a little. Yeah, bit later. I want to hear about the, more about that.
0: Uh, so, core gameplay is still similar. You're an ass- you're an assassin. You go around. You like can be played stealthily and go in, assassinate targets as you need. Uh, you have your hidden blade. You, uh, which is the thing on the arm that like shoots up, shoots right. out of this thing. For those who don't know, aren't aware. Um, For those of you that don't own one at home, am I right? <laughs> Seriously, I've got like five. <laughs> Um, and only two
1: arms
0: (laughs) two arms but two go on the legs (laughs) then i don't know where the last one would go um but anyway so but it's also one of the more graphically i know games get better graphics get better games keep getting more and more beautiful but this game is ridiculously pretty
1: like just next level off
0: the charts it's like i don't remember really in a lot of games horizon did this i feel like but like tree, there'll be like willow trees something and their branches are swaying. They're uh, not just there. I love stuff Sun, like that. Sunlight is filtering through. There's an excellent day-night cycle, oh. uh, which day-night cycle it affects how AI soldiers sit. Like, you know, like I was talking about shooting the oil jars. Well, if you go to a campsite at night where you're fighting them, you'll see like soldiers huddle around a fire with an oil jar. Oh, so, see, like,
1: I love stuff like that. So, That's a nice touch. Yeah,
0: it really like helps out with these different things where you can learn how to do it. Um, the other big improvements is it makes it way more RPG esque rather than just a just a story based thing. You have your main character. You can get different outfits. You can buy some different weapons that affect the attack defense ratio, but they don't overall do a whole lot of difference. This game actually like has weapons that have abilities like getting health on hits, health on kills. Uh, they can poison enemies on on like a block or an attack or something like that. So they can have all the, or increase their critical hit strike percentage.
1: You know what I feel like Assassin's Creed Origins should do in DLC? What? To really boost their revenue. Make a DLC pack where your main character gets outfits from Black Panther.
0: Ooh. would that be tight. That'd
1: be, like, M'Baku's... They do. Oh, That would be so cool. They do
0: have a lot of outfits that you can buy or like weapon and outfit packs that you can buy in the store. Like that's the really the only Jacksons there are is that you can buy cosmetic oh, items. Okay.
1: Well, oh, okay. You can least, buy cosmetic items, cosmetic
0: items and time savers. So like money, different stuff like that Ow. that you could use to buy different things. Cheating. Um, pay to win. But nothing, it, no, it's really not pay to win um, because also it's not. there's not any multiplayer so there's not really a way to make it play to win.
1: I'm winning uh, against myself. But uh, exactly.
0: But so, <laughs> you can like they have like other like other like they have a four honor weapon pack. Oh, they that's have like, cool. tie-ins and different stuff to their other that's Ubisoft neat. games. So there have been quite a few that I'm like, ooh, I might want to buy those. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But they also do a really good job through quests and things like that of rewarding like really cool outfits. Like I just got one the other day because nice. I finished a big a big mission and gave me some cool stuff. Um, so not only does it have this an- this cool ancient history setting and the beautiful just Like, the the locations in this game are mind-blowing. You'll be going in Alexandria, and it's very, this lush, beautiful city, fertile farmlands. Then you'll go to this other area, and it's just... Barren desert. (laughs) And you're crawling over (laughs) rocks. There are like lions. It's like
1: going from Texas to Oklahoma. (laughs) Burn!
0: (laughs) But you know, there's all this different stuff to see and explore. Map is massive. There are caves. There are underwater. There are underwater things you can do. Like there will be sunken ships that you can go loot for treasure. Can you go to
1: Atlantis? No. Damn
0: way other side of the earth. Okay. But you can still like go and dive in this. And it's not just like, oh, you dove down, there's this one thing. No, there are like caves and outcroppings and things you can go into. You can use underwater passages to get into like forts for infiltration Ooh. different ways to go about it there's so many different things plus the water is beautifully rendered as well you can even if you're down diving and then you go back up you can look and you can see birds like flying overhead okay, through the okay that's
1: pretty awesome it's amazing
0: <laughs> the graphic ability uh, the graphics of this game are really really good um then I will say, obviously, it's a huge, massively, massive world game. So they don't go like the animations, like facial animations, and like conversations are. They get the job done. They're not anything great. Cutscene animations, though, outstanding. Faces are very expressive. You know, matching very well with the tone and emotion of the voice actor. Voice acting is great as well. They
1: used uh, motion capture, right? Um, Do you think they I did? I think
0: they would have had to, to a little bit. To get that
1: level of facial expression? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think they would have had to a little bit. Um, but man, it's just uh, graphically and on a technical level, superb. Uh, and so the main overview of the story is you are Bayek of Siwa, who is a Medjay of this ancient order of uh, protectors of Egypt. Uh, a personal tragedy propels him into the story where he uncovers the or, the beginnings of this ancient order, the Order of Ancients that is later will in. Assassin's Creed lore becomes known as the Templars, which is who that you're fighting against in the other games, Uh, and so it just becomes this thing. But it's this—it's this very greatly woven story of Bayek's quest for vengeance and revenge, mixed in with the political climate of the day. Very well, like the the two combine each other into a very well, uh, very blah. They combine very well together because also Bayek's wife, Aya who is not a Magi, I realized after a later playthrough. I would said that in a previous episode. She's actually Greek. So, Oh. Uh, she Ergo, is, she cannot be in the Magi. <laughs> no, but she is still a badass in her own right because she is actually an agent for Cleopatra. Oh, so that's snap. part of the political intrigue of this is Cleopatra is trying to overthrow her brother Ptolemy who is the, trying to claim that he's the rifle pharaoh of Egypt, and she's like, no, it's me. Like,
1: Hashtag fake news. Exactly,
0: <laughs> like, you're wrong. Uh, so you are, Aya, at, in the wake of this personal tragedy, has gone off, you know, you both kind of reacted in separate, in different ways about it. Bayek became very much just like, I need vengeance and to get Egypt on its right path. You know, I need this for me kind of thing. Aya is more looking at it as like, we need to look past this. It's terrible. Yes, I want revenge just as much as you do, but we need to set Egypt up for a better thing. So there's that little bit of conflict and that comes into play very often in the game. Um, as I said before, Bayek and Aya, like when I talked about them and the relationships and romances episode we did for Valentine's Day this year, uh, they are incredibly great. They have great dynamics together. Their chemistry is great. Like I said, every time they see each other, they just like, ah, oh, you know, like run and hug and, <laughs> and, and they're like, talk to each other. Like you can tell they're like, they love being each other. They love fighting with each other, you know, <laughs> like not with each other, but fighting other people with each other. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> There's just this very,
1: like, I'm actually glad you expanded on that. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, okay, no, whatever. they're
0: not just like, just as long as other, everybody's fine with it. It. <laughs> it. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's definitely not that at all. They love fighting other people together, um, together Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> and so it was incredibly great just because, you know, like I've said before, I've been a big history buff. And so I love being able – ancient Egypt is a period I'm slightly familiar with but not super familiar with. And so it was great to like – Typical get, Westerner. To get totally involved in this in this setting. And you get, hear, learn so much just from conversation about their mythology, their gods, the setting, the political climate of the time. This one even expanded, which I think is a huge, huge moment for video games. That Ubisoft chose to do with this, they actually created a standalone mode that came out a few months after the game's release, called Discovery Tour, where you can go in and you can just walk around ancient Egypt. There's no combat. You're not doing the story. You're literally going from location to location, and it'll have learning and reading and learning about ancient Egypt.
1: Okay, that sounds awesome. It's great. I haven't had a chance
0: to like really dig can into I it Can I just buy Discovery Mode? If your teacher, yes. God damn it! <laughs> so I mean, like, it's totally this thing of like they did this as a learning tool, which I think is that's incredible. such
1: a cool idea. It's incredible.
0: Oh. and Assassin's Creed is an excellent series that will allow for that because they could have done
1: that with Unity. Oh yeah, to great effect oh, if yeah. they had thought of it they at re- the time. I, and
0: I'm sure this is going to st- stay a standard oh. in the next Assassin's Creed. It's already rumored that the next one will possibly be Ancient Greece, oh. which would be also very, very well suited for a for a uh, discovery tour type thing. Um, let's see. Okay, so the big pros, the big pro. I'll go through some pros of this uh, that are not spoilery. Some of the big changes that I really enjoyed is the revamp combat system. It is no lo- in the old Assassin's Creed games you would have you could do an assassination, which if you got above, below, hidden from sight of somebody, you could just jump out, assassinate, done, one hit kill. They did away with that. You can no longer one-hit kill with assassinations, all enemies. Because if they're either a higher level than you, they're like a boss or a or a uh, higher level figure, you cannot always just one-hit them with that. Which I thought was a great addition because that sometimes often made it way too easy. Yeah. This made you really have to really evaluate your approaches, how you're going to attack, how you're going to get away. And, you know, if you're going to have to kill everybody in this fort or if you could just kill the one guy. Gotcha. So it really did a lot of that stuff um it also added in another thing that was kind of it was cool the first time you did it in the old Assassin's Creed games but then it kind of got old where you would be fighting people but then if you could just get like a one counter kill on somebody you could like hit the the o button on PlayStation and it, you would counter an attack and then you would immediately kill that person then you could just chain kill oh you've everybody. told me about that and like it's really cool to take out like 20 people all at once but it also gets very old when you know where that would
1: be real there's helpful. no
0: there's no f- it's like, no, you just know, all I got to do is just get that counter kill and I'm good. Right. You know? So it kind of took it away. Where would it be really helpful? Uh, Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, that would be very <laughs> Make
1: helpful. Make it there. really easy.
0: <laughs> but this one, they made combat much more... Uh, difficult. You you can have like a sword and shield. You can even have like dual wielding weapons depending on what you use but you can use your shield as a weapon so you can later unlock like an ability to like run and shield bash somebody to knock them uneven so you could break their guard if they have a shield. Like Brigitte. Yeah, <laughs> because if you have a shield, if they have a shield, you can just hit them with a light attack but their shield's just going to block it so you got to use a heavy attack to unknock it which uh, makes them stumble. Then you can hit some attacks and you can chain some attacks or you can do some other things. Uh, you're way more versatile in how you can switch between your your melee weapon and your ranged weapon and you can at- ad- equip two melee weapons and two bows for your ranged weapons and then you can have a tool like you can have sleep darts, poison darts or fire bombs uh, and even like some like a berserk dart or something like that that makes the other like an enemy go mad and start attacking his own people kind of thing. Or you know, And then your other melee thing that you can have is a torch, which you can actually fight with the torch if you want. One of the trophies is killing a poisoned thir- plus 35, 35 plus level opponent with a torch in under 30 seconds.
1: That's pretty funny. Hard. <laughs>
0: uh, so, like, there's a lot of different things like that. And you can easily be fighting with melee, like knock somebody back, switch to your bow, then finish them off with a bow real quick. You know, so there, it, it allows for a whole lot of different situations. You can even parry attacks, which then make them stumble. Um you can supercharge your heavy to like really knock back one of the because there will be some guys who like higher level opponents who have shields that have like big tower shields or something like that that you have to really just knock them out of the way with. Uh, you can have heavy weapons, spears, swords, sickle swords, dual blades, uh, like all tons of different weapons you can have and tons of different shields. And like I said before, they gave you all these different kinds of buffs. Now the one slight con I have that. It's great, love the thing, because especially later on in the game when you are like higher level, like I'm level 40 right now, which is the highest you can be without buying DLC. Oh, okay. Um, it very much feels like a dance, and it's awesome. Like somebody will lunge at you, and if you can, right at the last moment, juke back and dodge out of the way, it will actually fill your adrenaline meter, which then allows you to do like a super attack, which <laughs> then you can chain to like do a chain kill to somebody else but only kills like one guy it doesn't like start killing everybody. So there's lots of different ways you can go about combat which makes it very fresh and each fight very very you can't take a fight for granted basically. Okay. Is what I'm trying to, is what I'm trying to say. So I thought they did that very well. Now, the one thing about it though is it can be very very difficult to get a hold of, which is kind of my a con.
1: Are there difficulty levels? Do you have options?
0: You can set like, easy, medium, hard. Yeah. You can even then, after you beat the game, unlock harder difficulty okay, levels gotcha. for, like, new game plus and different stuff like that. Cool. You can even do a setting where enemies level up with you.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> which I thought about doing, but I
0: was already, like, more than halfway through the game when that came out, when that feature came out. So, I was like, eh, I might say that for a future yeah. <laughs> playthrough. Uh, but that would make it very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So that was really great, but the con about it is that the combat system can be very difficult to get a handle of. I found myself, especially early game, early on in the game, dying so many times from what felt like stupid things. Where it's like I would be trying to attack this guy, but for some reason, bike would strike this way, and then I'd get hit, like oh, not even at God, the guy. Yeah. It has a lock-on system where you can like hit the right, click the right stick, and it'll lock on to the closest target. And then you can kind of like switch to like make it easier for different things. But sometimes it still like didn't work perfectly and a little some, glitchy maybe yeah and in some fights like that can be the difference between living yeah, and dying and that
1: would be frustrating it
0: sometimes got a little frustrating i be like why'd you do that Bayek why'd you do that <laughs> it was I don't him know. not me <laughs> and so it, just little things like that which made it a little frustrating um, another big huge pro they have boss battles now
1: that like blows my mind about Assassin's Creed
0: but it's really cool because it adds in so many uh, these different things again some of the assassination targets are like actual boss battles that you have to fight not just somebody you run up (laughs) and run off you know assassinate and run off um and another thing how they did this really well, which is another one of my pros, is that there are tons of side quests and side abilities, but they don't unlock, you don't discover what all of them are at the very beginning. The farther you go, the more you discover, you find these new areas and new things you can do. Like there are, you know, typical things like, go loot this treasure here. Fine. Go raid this fort, kill the captain, raid the, troop, the loot in there. Okay, cool. I've Done that a lot, but then there'll be like tombs which have like a puzzle Ooh, aspect very to them. Cool. Um, oh, that's a
1: blatant rip off of Tomb Raider. A little bit, but mm. I mean, it's also ancient Egypt,
0: which is prime for Tomb
1: Raider. That's true.
0: Um, and then later on, there there will be like um, this is slight spoiler if you don't want to know if you don't want to know, but there will be uh, later there will be camps that have war elephants that are massive like bosses that you have to fight. Very you nice. Just find. So there's a Who lot. is it? Of...
1: Fabian that has the war elephants. I thought it was uh, Is that the Fabian Hannibal. strategy? Oh, no, it's Hannibal. Hannibal. You're right. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, and so, like, all these war elephants, which are really hard to fight. Oh, my God. I just beat one, actually, this morning in trying to you know, get all the locations done, because that's a trophy. All locations.
1: Oh, ah. God. So many <laughs> locations.
0: Um, but it keeps, you know, some other basic things. Like, there are still viewpoints that you have to go to and synchronize with to unlock more of the map and things of, which then also helps Senu, who is able to then help locate targets, treasures, and different things like that, easier um so also kind of along in the in the same line with the combat but as a con gear selection could be more refined so you mm-hmm. have a screen in the menus that where you can pick your shields bows and all that different stuff but there's but i but as i listed before there are so many different kinds of bows and weapons but you can only select two of each for that gotcha. but then sometimes you'll get into a combat situation and you're like oh, this bow's not working out for me so you got to pause go to the menu Go to that, change out a bow, gotcha. then go back in. Which I know that is a very RPG esque element, but it also very much took me kind of takes you out.
1: Does the game have like a quick gear wheel style? No,
0: oh. you have to go to the menu.
1: Ooh, that kind of sucks.
0: You can like uh, with the left and right D pad buttons, you can like uh, the you right one will them. quick switch your weapons that you have selected, but and still. right and left switch will do the will do your bows. But still, yeah, so that helps, but. Also, it's just like, but I have all these other weapons. I really wish I could switch to them a little bit faster.
1: See, actually, one of the reasons this is super old school. But remember, Prey. One of the reasons I didn't like Prey was yeah. the gear screen.
0: Yeah, it, it was, was rough.
1: so awful. Uh, whereas, like games like Dishonored, they have like that quick gear wheel, and it's once you it's learn great. it, it's super intuitive. And, that blows. And, and so Assassin's this one, it, yeah, it kind of it
0: kind of made it a little stilty sometimes. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh the one great thing from and again this could have changed a little bit because i haven't played the last two recent versions of assassin's creed but almost every surface you can climb yeah. which is i know that's true in like zelda and different things like that but in, in assassin's creed it used to be very much like you had to see the path up the tower that oh, you could climb okay but now you know
1: I, what else does that mode uncharted
0: Oh, and you know yeah. what
1: game sucks?
0: Uncharted. Uncharted. That's what you say. Yeah. <laughs> but so you can go and literally climb. You can climb a cliff face in the desert. You can climb the side of a building, a big tower. There are still some things you can't do. But pretty much anything you see, you can climb, which is great. Which really just allows for so many more avenues to be able to take out opponents. Um... Senu is a huge addition. I talked about this last week in Critters, so I don't want to go Critters. too much too much into that. But the integration of Senu and how Senu behaves and takes over instead of the usual Eagle Vision of Games Past is really great. You still, excuse me, you still have a uh, v- version of Eagle Vision. You can hit the top button on the D pad, and it'll like do a scan to re- in the room that like reveals where treasures are and stuff like oh, that. Geez. But it still doesn't like give it away. You st- it, like has a little triangle thing, but so you still have to like find the path to get there. Okay. Um so let's see. Uh I already mentioned character animations are, are really good. Uh talked about it a little bit before, but the soundtrack is so good. Sarah Shackner is the composer. Uh, give it a listen. The theme, the main theme uh, by itself is great. In fact, I'm actually going to have a selection of the soundtrack for the soundtrack spotlight for today's episode. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it you is... You said
1: Sarah Shackner? Shackner. Finally a female composer. She's great. She yes. even did, I
0: think, uh, she might have done... Syndic- no. What other things did she do? I was looking back at her and I was like, oh, she did that? That's really cool. Um, I think she did another Assassin's Creed game. But anyway, so it's an incredible... It's it, and so I think I said it before, it perfectly fits with the ancient setting, but could also very well go with like Blade Runner. And I think that Blade it, Runner. Like that same kind of feel. It's very like ancient techno y kind of. Kind ancient of feel. techno. Oh, you know, back <laughs> in ye old early 90s. I don't, I don't really know how to describe <laughs> it, how to describe its feel very well, but I just feel like it could fit in a very big sci fi game, sci fi movie game, whatever. Which I mean, Assassin's Creed is kind of sci fi ish. Um, but true. then it also fits very well with the ancient setting. Uh, of the of the main game also this one a very big plus is it does not it does go to a modern counterpart like the other previous assassins Creed games do call of duty infinite warfare that's what it was and
1: actually unity so okay she, so she, did, did, she unity. did unity okay. infinite warfare and origins so okay those cool. are her only video game titles but she's done a ton for movies and TV
0: nice um so yeah outstanding work by her uh and then so that was a big thing oh yeah so you do have the modern setting but it's so limited i you i maybe spent Fifteen minutes of my game time. Was in your a modern name? No, no, it's Layla. Actually,
1: oh good. <laughs>
0: uh, so, not much to say on that. It's it's a it is building the future like current time story, but doesn't really affect much to the to the ancient storyline, which I thought was great. Gotcha. They didn't spend too much time there. Um, okay. Other cons, and these are more uh, to, little uh, little spoilery. I'm not going to give basics, but it might like give a little things away. This has been a complaint of mine with other games. And Assassin's Creed in the past, but especially I noticed it in the last bit of the game when it's getting really climatic and it's cutting between gameplay and cutscenes, or just cutscene to cutscene, loading screens.
1: Oh killed me.
0: Like it was it was getting bad. Like I was in doing the last few missions where it's like, you know, hey, you've reached this point, point of no return. Like you're gonna go this way and you're gonna like really set the last Third act of the game in motion, and like there were some just really climatic parts, and it would just be like, Build up, build up, ah, loading. And I was like, God, that is such a bummer. Which, and I know, like, I'm not trying to assume that I know that this is easy to do or easy to avoid, but I know other games can do it.
1: Now, I actually, without without
0: load screens. If
1: I'm not mistaken, and the reason I know this is because actually of Tekken 7, yeah, because on PS4, Tekken 7's loading screens are off the charts, like, they're genuinely unfortunate. But if you're playing Tekken 7 on PC, nothing. Really? Yeah. So okay, it's so actually maybe it it's more device. about the console's processing power and less about the game itself. Okay. So Assassin's Creed, you can actually get it for PC, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can. So I bet PC be, players be don't even have to deal with that. But like be us poor console plebs, we're stuck with By the one loading screen. I'll take
0: that over than having to upgrade You
1: know Mickey what I will time. too?
0: <laughs> I will take <laughs> it's that. It's
1: better. <laughs>
0: um, so that was just a little bit of a thing. So yeah, that might be more of a con on the on the, the platform I was playing on than the game itself. Um, and then finally, this one is a little story related. The introduction of the main baddie was a little weak and confusing. Hmm. Like it was kind of this thing where it's like you found out who it was and you're like, Oh, okay. But then you're, but then in conversations later, they act like you should have known it was this person or had a hint. It was this person. But I feel like I was like, but I just met this person. So it was a little, it felt a little rough around a little like, the end game was fine. The end story was great. But I felt like it was a little, I was just like, wait, but okay. So it, it just kind of seemed thrown out there. The, gotcha. This is the bad guy. And this is the big bad guy. I mean, you've been hunting a lot of bad guys before that. But I was like, I felt like some of the other introductions of the l- other characters were better than how they introduced the main bad one.
1: So actually, is this getting too into spoiler territory? So, or are yeah, you going to so, tell us more about who this is? So
0: I might. Okay, so here's the thing. I've gone very over, over high level of all the things that I liked and didn't like about the game. So now I do want to talk a little bit of the last few minutes that we have. I'm going to quickly go through the last little bits of the story because this is where this game seriously like came alive for, for me. Uh, I mean, I, I'd enjoyed all of it, but the last, like the third act of the game was fucking great. Like yes. it was so good. Um, and so I am going to get a little bit into that now. So if you don't want to listen to any more or hear any spoilers for Assassin's Creed Origins, I would stop listening now.
1: Skip to the end for the song.
0: Yeah, skip to the end for the song. But, here we go. Spoiler time. All right. I'm ready. <sighs> Tell me about it. The end game. So you've been hunting down this this order, uh the ancient the order of ancients and everything. Taking them out, killing them trying to avenge your son Kimu who was killed in the beginning. That's the personal tragedy that kicks us you all off. You should
1: adopt that market kid.
0: Oh yeah, like, yeah. You, need to, yeah, you yeah, yeah, and I yeah, yeah. just
1: need to adopt that kid.
0: <laughs> so in this whole time, and what I've talked about and alluded to a little bit before, when we've talked about when I've talked about this game, is how Bayek and I are obviously shooting for the same goal, but they're going out of it different ways. Obviously, I is going about it to secure a stronger Egypt because obviously at this point too, Greek influence is very strong in Egypt, and Roman influence is becoming stronger. And there's unrest with Ptolemy trying to take the throne from Cleopatra, and all that going on. And if Ptolemy wins, they're like, okay, but you know he's gonna plunge egypt into this dark age and everything we need somebody better and so I is like I need to take out this order of ancients because they're trying to help toll me so yeah. that's why I'm going about this obviously at a benefit they killed my son so this is gonna be great <laughs> they're like getting to have revenge bike is like uh no I don't care like they killed our son and I'm gonna take care of this typical um, dude <laughs> and so which I will say another plus bike is the best like probably might be the best assassination second only to Ezio. Of the okay. series. Like, I loved Ezio. Bayek is a badass. Just a really fleshed out character. Yes, incredibly well done. Um, wh- So here's so it goes in all this, and eventually it's just like, it gets to the point in history where Cleopatra is like, all right, well, I'm bringing in Romans to help me out here. And, you know, you're kind of like, like eh, I don't know about that. And so it builds up into the final thing where you're finally taking on and you're going to attack Ptolemy and try to take over, you know, finish off the, the order. You found out who the big bads are you know, two of these Mark big bads show up. Uh, no, actually. Oh. Um, and so or maybe he does briefly in a cutscene, but like, uh, but then, so you're going on and you're, and you're, go with Aya to Alexandria to help protect Cleopatra. Cleopatra meets with, you know, you. one of the missions is you sneak Cleopatra in a rug like into the, the palace. classic
1: Caesar meet, mission?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To meet That's Caesar. That's
1: awesome. Uh, because he's
0: meeting Ptolemy <laughs> and we're meeting with Tome and all that. And so then, you know, through that Caesar is able to ally with Cleopatra. And then you go into this where you finally take on and fight and fight the forces of Ptolemy. And you get to this, all you go through this whole big fight and battle. And then, and which is great, also in this part, because in this third, you would got to play one mission as her before, but you actually get to play as Aya in the third Ooh,
1: act. Oh, that's cool! Like Bayek
0: totally takes like a second, a second stage to this. You switch in between them, but you get to play gotcha. a lot of the third act as Aya, that's and it's awesome. badass because she is badass. <laughs> she has like dual wielding weapons. Oh, she's so cool! <laughs> um, so you get to go in this, and then you take out and you and you uh, get to attack all these. You find the big. I'm trying to like keep this very brief, so we don't, I don't spend like hours on this. So I'm trying to figure out how to like uh, condense con, condense everything that happened. Basically, you find up finding this guy who you're like this is the guy who killed our son. Uh, Bayek fights him, and right at the very end of the fight, like he's pulled like your Caesar rides up, and he's like you know at the end of this battle because it's all part of the big battle and everything. And you like kill you know you're about to kill him, and then. You know, Caesar rides up and he's like, he's Roman. You know, it's a Roman guy who was involved in this. And it's like, he's Roman, he'll be tried by Roman laws. And you're like, oh, but I want to kill him. Damn it. And all this. Well, then it goes on to find out that it's actually because right after you take control of power, you have to go in into the tomb. You have to find a new way into the tomb of Alexander the Great in Alexandria, uh, because it'd been like collapsed in and everything. And when you get there, he realizes, you realize that he has one of the uh, items of power in his tomb that are related mm-hmm. to the Assassin's Creed lore. Oh, so there's like okay. the Apple of Eden, which, is a, which comes up, which is this orb that grants oh, that like... Oh,
1: that evil Pope had. Yes, right. exactly.
0: And then there's these other items. Well, Alexander has one in there. And then you realize... Uh, so, the, so this is how it kind of introduces the big bad, is that it's Caesar's right-hand man, Flavius.
1: <gasps> Flavius and, the conniving bastard and he's bastard. the one who actually winds
0: up ki- had killed Kemu in the in, in the very beginning but they all had masks so you didn't know who they oh, all okay, were and all that gotcha. stuff but so that was the Flavius. thing he, <laughs> he like shows up and you see him and then like five minutes later I feel like you figure out he's the big bad and then they're like oh we should have known and I was like but should we have like yeah. he seemed very you know I don't know that's where why I say it kind of felt um, flaky. so then you realize in Cleopatra's like coronation and all this other stuff, the big uh, Septimius was the uh, who you thought was the big bad at the time, like the end all be all bad guy. But then you realize he's still alive, standing at the side of Caesar. So then you realize, oh shit, Cleopatra sold us out. Like we did all this stuff uh, for her to get to power, and now she's just allying herself with Caesar, who is closely allied with the order. Nothing changed.
1: Gotcha. So
0: now it's like what the hell? So I thought killing Flavius when you finally do actually able to kill Flavius. There's so much game after you take power for Cleopatra. Like, really? th- there was like there was so much more than I I thought that was going to be the end. And so that's what I mean. I was like, oh my god, there's still so much more. This is great. <laughs> and so you go on, you kill Flavius, and then and then you realize that like, and at this point, Flavius the big bad, which is another variation from the series, you kill the big bad before you kill like the secondary big bad, oh. uh, Septimius. Uh, and so he's and so you go through all this stuff, and then you're like, well, crap, we did all this. Obviously, we can't trust you know, the leadership, they're not going to do what we need to do. So like, we need to form our own thing. Oh, and so that's where like the brotherhood part gets come up. Okay. But still then through all of this, I and am have been having these conversations with each other where, where they are like, you know, we need to do this, but obviously you feel this close, uh, out love and everything for Egypt and you need to like kind of be here. And I was like, I can't be here because we'll never be as effective as we can be if we're trying to be together and protect each other all the time so it actually ends with them separating oh my gosh it was aya goes and and sets up a bureau for the brotherhood in rome by stays in egypt and sets and runs things from there but so here's where the game took a turn though for the end where i was not expecting so all this happens you kill flavius realize what's up and then you have this big series of missions where Aya is trying to be escorted to Rome, because at this point Roman occupation in Egypt is massive. You know, Cleopatra's totally sold in. You know, she and Caesar have a son, Caesarian, uh and all this stuff. And so you're, this mission where you're on a boat, uh, which was great, because then it throws in the boat aspects like right. combat, naval combat of uh, Black Flag and later games that people really enjoyed. You're able to you go on this and you're being transported to Rome and in the hope of meeting your allies one who is a brutus from rome huh. so you go wind up after you fight through the roman fleet and you're able to like sneak your way to rome the game a cutscene opens up and it's like 3 days later march can't remember the exact date, but anyway, March 25th or... Which
1: one is the Ides of March? I can never remember. the Ides of March. That's
0: awesome. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) am I going to assassinate Caesar? Oh, that's pretty cool. As not Bayek... But as, oh, that's cool. So it's this whole, like, oh, the third act is just so great in how they did this. And sure enough, yes, you, like, go in. Do you, you just, like, dress up as a politician? You fight and a Septimius. You have to fight Septimius first. Because, like, Caesar, like, this this cutscene, Septimius is talking to Caesar, and he sees you coming in. And he, like, you have to do this big final boss fight against Septimius. And it is, like, very hard. Like so I'm level forty, and like he's kicking my ass, I died several times. Um, so all this is going on, and then yeah, you beat him. You you like fall on, have to sneak through this like other area to get to it, and then yeah, you like walk in, and then see like the senator's robe, and you put it on, and then you just walk in, and you just do the first like. Sh- strike into Caesar. Then Brutus runs forward and nobody else and, and like kicks off. <laughs> Brutus is like my chance. Exactly. But I was like, oh my God, I had no idea the game was gonna go here. That's pretty it awesome. was so badass. And so then it just cuts to again to like these other these other things of like the foundation of the Brotherhood. Um and everything, how I, Bayek's running things, Aya's running things, you know, they still keep in contact with each other, obviously. But it had this like moment where they're like on the beach, but uh, alongside the Nile, talking about like what they need to do and have the, in this future and everything. And Bayek, like, take the, it's in this moment too, which is one of my favorite things of the end game, the music changes and becomes a melody of Bayek, the origins theme but then also the theme from assassin's creed 2 oh. and melts them together and i was like oh my god this is so good
1: that's awesome. and that's what i was talking
0: about like i'm so glad i played the older games and knew what was going on with all that to be able to fully appreciate this like
1: huge moments
0: and the layering of how this game is tying itself back to the older games nice so good so well done in fact and one of the things that, uh, like, his mark of being a Magi or whatever was a, was an eagle's skull that he kept around his neck. And he, like, takes it at, at the scene and is like, I'm no longer a Magi, I'm protector of all. But, you know, I'm doing it through Egypt where I can because we need to be in the shadows. We need to be everywhere. And he takes it and throws it on the beach. Well, when Aya picks it up, it left the imprint of the Assassin's Creed, like, logo The skull on the sand, it's like I was like, Oh, that's where they got that
1: from. Ah!" And so, like, it was just all these (laughs) moments, just like
0: one after the other, just tying it in. And I was like, Oh my god, this is better than I ever could have wished for. That's pretty sweet. So, the end game, all of it, of how it tied it all together the historical, the blending of the Assassin's Creed lore with the historical going and political goings on at the time, getting to uh, take part in the Ides of March. All of this just set it up so well. The third act just completely blew me out of the water and just made for an an incredible gaming experience. All right. So I would say the glitches that I had were not, the the issues that I had with the game were not great, were not huge, game-breaking, game-shattering. But so of our ranking system, I would say, though, I would give the game an 85.
1: Really? Just an 85?
0: See, that felt very good to me. Because I can't remember now what I gave Horizon. <laughs> no, Horizon, <laughs> I gave ten. It's like maybe I thought a, it would get like a ninety. Maybe a ninety. I think the ga- the some eighty in between there.
1: I'll, I'll, an eighty-seven.
0: I'll split the difference. Yeah, an 87 we'll go with 87. There we go. Eighty-seven point okay. five or whatever. But yeah, so an incredible game. If you are a fan of Assassin's Creed, get it just for the third the third act stuff where it ties it all together and brings it all back. If you've never played an Assassin's Creed game before, this is an perfect starting point for you to get into the series and for what's to come uh they've already released two dlc packs for the game already which i will be getting and they've also stated that they're not going to be making an assassin's creed game for 2018 because they want to focus more and provide more support for assassin's creed origins right now they are rumoring one like i said for 2019 that is supposed to be based in ancient greece but we shall see but definitely give assassin's creed origins a play it is well worth your time excellent all right well, before we go, we do have our soundtrack spotlight for this week, which is, as I said, coming from Assassin's Creed Origins. The track is Ezio's Family Origins version because I, it's such a great track of how it nice. blends the two together. So check that out. Again, Sarah Schachner is who did it for Assassin's Creed Origins. That will play after the close of the episode. But with that... This concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our first impressions of Rhyme and our review of Assassin's Creed Origins. If you have played either of those games, please let us know. And what your thoughts on those are, send us an email. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Discord, below. For, the Discord patrons. for the patrons. Comment below on the YouTube video. You can find us pretty much anywhere online when you want to. But with that, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the